Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com/superstuff and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com/superstuff and get started today. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters that's us this is the show that will probably come out with a sequel in 14 years 14 ish ish roughly and we're gonna have brad bird direct it could be 13 but it probably be a toy story that'll mess it up and they mess everything up all those toys coming to life damn toys sid i imagine sid's behind it all maybe we're talking the incredibles 2 incredibles 2 directed by the brad bird the old one and only Starring everyone who was in the first one. Yep, basically. Almost. Almost. Close enough. There was it's one recast. There should have been two. The daughter, Violet? I mean, she was already played by an adult in the first one. Yeah, she got more adult in the the sequel. She <laughs> sounded terrible, man. Sour Vowel. I didn't even notice. Name. Oh, ooh, it was bad. No, I mean, I know she's, the voice actress is older than Helen Parr was in the first movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. It, uh, it didn't work. But it they did work. recast Dash. Because they had to. Because 14 puberty. years, puberty. It struck hard, I'd imagine. Somehow, same Jack-Jack. It's like Maggie and the Simpsons. They barely grow up. <laughs> Holly Hunter's back. Craig T. Nelson's back. Samuel L. Jackson is back. The gang's all here. They're all here. To fight crime yet again. Bam. Or not. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> you hadn't seen this thing before, right? No, this is the first time. Give me them initial thoughts. I liked it. Yeah? I think I liked it better than the first one. Sure. What did you think? I, about the same. Yeah. Yeah, the first one I liked a lot until we talked about it, and a, I realized- Same. Man, this thing might have some holes. <laughs> Sorry. Some Shia LaBeouf-sized holes. <laughs> this one, though? It's some, all right. Some Chronicle, don't go down their holes. Don't go down the woods hole. <laughs> <laughs> Want to talk about what happens in this thing? Sure. We pick up right where we left off 50 episodes ago in a parking lot of Dash's track meet. I forgot that we uh, we haven't talked about this in 50 episodes. 50 on the episodes. Nose. All right. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it just kind of went under our radar, but uh, nope. But at the same time, <laughs> it's about how long it took for them to get to the sequel, too. So Sure. Not a sure. huge deal. The Underminer, played by John Ratzenberger, is out to cause some mayhem. He sure is, though. He's, he's causing all the mayhem. He's... Digging a hole? So much mayhem. He's like that guy in the commercials for the auto insurance, one of the brands. <laughs> sure. Go with the smock, <laughs> maybe. I don't know anymore. Long story short, the underminer successfully robs a bank and gets away. Yeah. Uh, that's how this thing opens. Whoops. It's not even questioned, really, though. No. No, he just gets away. Uh, Tony Reidinger sees Violet without her mask. Right. That's the boy that's with the nice uh, butt from the first one. Right. And now his phase is totally different from Their the first words, one. Their words, now mine, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> and the Incredibles and Frozone save a monorail and City Hall from the Underminers out of control giant drill. Yes. But they're all in trouble. Wouldn't be a movie if they were completely safe the entire time, would it? I guess not. Superheroes are still illegal, and the superhero relocation program has been shut down. Their house was destroyed from the whole thing with Syndrome in the first movie. Sure. And they have to hole up in a cheap motel where they can only remain for another two weeks. What'd you think of that? Because it... It's similar to what they did in the first one already. It is. 
Like, you kind of have the same feeling. Right. It's like, oh, we have to go to a new place. Right. But at least story-wise, it makes sense here. Okay. I could buy that one. After the kids go to bed, Bob and Helen have a conversation by the motel pool about what they're going to do. And Helen's like, one of us is going to have to go back to work and get a regular job. I like how you're making it sound like it's just a conversation where the scene before this, they're screaming at each other. Oh, yeah. This movie is just all sorts of family issues. Big time. And they're deep, deep issues. Yeah. Like Pixar. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you thinking this here, This isn't bud? so much a fish who's lost type of situation. This is a legitimate family problem. Yeah. They don't have a place to live. No, they so are, in fact, homeless. It's okay that there's tension. Frozone shows up and is like, hey, guys, we got a meeting with DevTech in the morning. Who's DevTech? Asked no one. No one. They're like, <laughs> oh, okay, I guess we'll just go to this meeting since you're like, I got a business card. <laughs> right. Come with me to DevTech, motherfucker. Right, because Samuel L. Jackson. That's right. At the DevTech headquarters the next morning, Frozone, Mr. Incredible, and Elastigirl meet with Winston Dever. Bob Odenkirk. How cool is that? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. At first, it was driving me crazy. I couldn't figure out who it was, but it was so familiar. But the character looks so much like Seth Meyers. Okay. And I, I was like- I can understand that one. I was like, it, it doesn't sound like Seth Meyers. It's killing me. Who is this? I had to actually pull out my phone and look it up. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, of course. He's got a great voice. And he's a- He's a great actor He's wonderful. He's amazing at everything he does. He's a gift. He is. So it's Winston Dever and his sister, Evelyn. Played by Catherine Keener. Catherine Keener. 40-year-old virgins. Kath- Catherine Keener. Uh, get Out's Catherine Keener. There you go. She's She's got been roles. in two movies, I think. She's, no, she's been around. <laughs> no, you, she's... you know her the second you see her. Absolutely. Winston tells him about his father's appreciation for superheroes before they were forced into hiding. He had a direct line to Phyronic and Gazerbeam. Gazerbeam, who famously died in the first one. Yeah. Sort of. Had a skeleton that you could hide behind yep. against robots. <laughs> robots. Who can't see through calcium? Bones. <laughs> his direct lines to those heroes ultimately led to his death when one night thieves broke in, and he went to call for help from the heroes instead of going to the family safe room. The Devers' mother died shortly after of a broken heart because Pixar. Because Pixar. Um, do you think that all felt a little forced? Um, yes and no. Okay. If it, if anything that was forced felt intentionally forced, like you were supposed to be questioning, like End of Toy Story three intentionally forced. How dare you? I absolutely adore Toy Story 3. Okay. It manipulated me emotionally. Of course. I hate that it made me have feelings again. I oh. hate it. I hate it so much for that. Feelings. How yeah. dare they? How yeah. dare they? It broke me. They made you feel it's something. It's not even like the scene you would that, think. It's not even the incinerator scene that does it. It's the scene after that that destroys me. With Andy and the toys. Oh, I mean, of oh. course that's that oh. scene. Oh. The incinerator scene doesn't oh. get me either. You are heartless. It should get you when they hold hands and you're like, oh, no. No, because you know it's not going to happen. I, well, well. It's, it's the scene after that gets me. Yeah. What a movie. What a, oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> the siblings build DevTech into a telecommunications empire, giving Winston the means to be able to sway public perception of superheroes in an effort to make them legal again and bring them out of hiding. Yeah, right now they're like 18-year-olds, barely legal. Yeah. Where they're kind of, over, well, they're not overlooked so much, but- when they do good, people are like, hey, good on you. And when All they right. do bad, they're like, you son of a... <laughs> Even sometimes when they do good, it's like, come on, guys, really? Yeah, you broke everything. Here's nah. the bill. Yeah. Remember in Hancock when... Uh, I don't want to talk about Hancock. Jason Bateman I don't talk was about like, Hancock hey, you guys need PR. Yeah, it's that's, that. That's the plot. Yeah, that's where they got it from. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Berg wrote to Brad Bird and said, I got an idea about a family of superheroes. <laughs> Brad Bird said, you idiot, I did that five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd imagine that's what the conversation Yeah, was. I was like, well, what about Jason Bateman? He's like, no, but I'll take the PR thing. <laughs> Bob is all in, ready to get out there and do some super stuff. Helen is less sure, which becomes an issue when Winston reveals that it should be Elastigirl to sway public opinion, given Mr. Incredible's propensity for collateral damage. See that? It's a twist. They're going with the, the lady <laughs> side this time. The lady side. How great is that? It's excellent, and I love it. I... Oh, God, I love that so much. And obviously, Mr. Incredible, the most selfish superhero in all the land. All of them. He wasn't the first one, too. He is not happy about that. And Elastigirl has to kind of get pushed into it. Yeah. Back at the motel, Bob and Helen discuss the meeting in bed. Bob, upset that they chose her and pining to be a superhero once again, insists that she take the job so he has the opportunity later. But Helen is happy being a mom and having her family. She doesn't really pine for the old days like Bob. Bob convinces her that he could take care of the kids while she restores the public's faith in heroes. He wants to just bide his time. Yeah. And she actually says, yeah. you know, it's crazy, right? To help my family, I've got to leave it. To fix the law, I have to break it. She's a badass. This scene right here yeah. is basically setting up everything. Yeah, yep. Sort of. It's sort of setting up everything. We'll get there. Okay. It's not too much farther into the future that you realize how this thing is going to end. Fair. Go on. Winston lets the whole family stay in the giant swanky mansion for as long as they want. And Elastigirl gets a brand new suit, not made by Edna. The mansion modeled after the set of the Thunderbirds TV show oh. in the 1960s. Good to know. That's oh, yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. And she gets a new Elastibike. What do you think of the bike? It's pretty neat. The yeah. way it separates out and she stretches. She's all stretchy and stuff. It's pretty cool. I like it a lot. I also like she said she used to have a mohawk. There's a lot of things that Mr. Incredible doesn't know about. She's like, She's like yeah, nice. you didn't miss much. <laughs> Bob's first morning is Mr. Mom goes off without a hitch. He foolishly thinks he's got this thing on lock. He's a dum-dum. He's a dum-dum. Elastigirl's at the unveiling of the city's new hover train when things go awry. As they do. Conveniently at, so. As all public unveilings go in any one of these movies. <laughs> Everybody knows. They're not going to go well. The hover train starts going backwards on its track towards certain doom. Elastigirl gets right to work on her bike, eventually turning into a parachute and slung the train just in time. When she goes to the conductor... She finds him waking up from hypnosis and a message on his screen. Welcome back, Elastigirl, the Screenslaver. It's a cool name. It's a very cool it's name. It's a very cool name, and I like kind of the direction it's going in. Yeah. It's a, it's very interesting. Also, a little bit out of time, out of place. Um, Is it? Screenslaver? Yeah. I mean, screens are starting to get big then because obviously television is, you're, you're really in the thick of it with television. Sure. Um, other different screens that are going on, you have walking on the street, you see all the news programs on the television, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it's not that wild. Obviously, it's a play on today. Right. Obviously. Right. But it's a play on today, and, and the name itself is based on screensavers, which won't be introduced for another 20 years. Yeah, but didn't they have an iPhone in the last movie? They had an iPad. That's what it was. So is it really that out of place? I mean, this is based in the 60s. Yeah, but even when that movie came out, iPads didn't exist. Right. They, so. they called it. Brad Bird, the inventor of the iPad. Who basically. knew? Even though- Steve Jobs was very much alive and very, very, very much, much a part of Pixar. of Pixar at the time. So, hmm. Chicken or the egg, man? That's what that one is. Yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> question there. Violet gets stood up by Tony because he had his mind wiped. Bob can't help Dash with his homework because of new math. Do you know what new math is? New math is, is something that they did in the, in the 60s. It was a failed experiment, and it went back to regular math, and it is an allegory for Common Core today. How about all of that? Interesting. I like how they were able to find a connection there, because the new math, they're like, yeah. oh, God, we got to get our kids smarter, because the Russians got Sputnik up there. Let's change everything. <laughs> <laughs> we got to introduce new math. In Mother Russia, math does you. Yeah. Not, not here. No. Not here in no, the No, in we the do States. math here. We math do. doesn't do us. Oh, Common Core now, which is a nightmare. 
Have you ever looked at Common Core? No, never even. A lady I used to work with, her kids were learning Common Core. I was like, I'm kind of curious. I want to see this thing. Sure. And I'm just not programmed that way. Really? It's so it's difficult that. to like retrain your brain to do that. So she even said she couldn't help her kids with her, their yeah. homework anymore. That's crazy. Yeah, so Bob Parr here, you screwed. You screwed because of new math. And he also can't get Jack-Jack to go to bed. Of course. Jack-Jack is the best thing about this movie. Jack-Jack would rather fight with raccoons. It's the best scene in this movie. It's so good. He shows off all of his powers. Yeah, and this raccoon just keeps coming at him, too. Yeah. Raccoon doesn't know when to give up. Yeah, raccoon looks him dead in the eye and says, I could do this all day. Yeah. And the baby's like, oh, really? Flame on. (laughs) I love Jack-Jack. Jack-Jack's great. I guess here is where Bob learns that Jack-Jack has powers. Yeah, he wakes up from the couch and he's like, you have powers! Which is odd because we know that he has powers from the first movie. Right. But when you think about it, he only does it like high up in the air when Syndrome and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't realize we were in on that. That was something that we knew that they didn't. The family wasn't aware. I did not put that together for a while. Makes sense. Helen calls to check up on Bob and tell him about the runaway train. And he tells her everything's going great. Don't worry. And he doesn't tell her about Jack-Jack's powers. No, but he also doesn't tell her anything because he is watching the news and sees all the like publicity that Elastigirl's getting. Right. And he's just like, man, I'm going to have to like hate jerk off in the shower tonight. This is brutal. <laughs> That's exactly what he says. That's actually the next scene. <laughs> no, the next scene is when he sits down at the dining room table and starts teaching himself new math so he can help Dash. Good daddy moment. Then he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and has a sad jerk off, yes. The next morning, Elastigirl is being interviewed on the news about her daring rescue of the hover train. During the interview, the crew and anchor are hypnotized by the Screenslaver, revealing that Screenslaver intends to hijack the ambassador's helicopter, prompting Elastigirl to once again save the day and once again as a human parachute. This isn't a kid's movie. No. Brad Bird says that. Yeah. it's uh, This is an extremely adult movie with yeah. extremely adult themes and cussing. Yeah, they say some- They some say hell, they say damn, they damn, say crap, they say and they drink. And they do drink. So this is not a kid's movie by no. any- and Brad Bird, Brad Bird has said, like, animation is not a genre. Uh, it is a genre, first of all, but animation doesn't mean that it's a subgenre of children's films. Did you have a quote for him? I have a quote. Animation is not a genre. A Western is a genre. Animation is an art form, and it can do any genre. You know, it can do a detective film, a cowboy film, a horror film, an R-rated film, or a kid's fairy tale, but it doesn't do one thing. Brad Bird just told me to sit the fuck down. <laughs> do you think Pixar is the right studio to do this, then? I don't know. Because Pixar really flirts with the line, where a lot of animation films that you see are like, oh, they are for kids, but you have to have something to hook the adults as well. Right. But Pixar isn't afraid to. Yeah, to they've really never been afraid throw to throw in the it. jokes about right. you know, whatever to keep the adults sure. entertained. That's fair. I I don't know. It just this one felt uh, like just off. I guess it felt off because when you see that Pixar name, you you don't expect to have. A 1960s spy thriller. Right. You expect to have a cute little family. It's like, oh, these bugs are talking. (laughs) Yeah, ha. (laughs) Not here. Elastigirl back at DevTech meets a bunch of other supers Void, Screech, Brick, Reflux, Electric, and Croucher. Names. It's all names. Crushower? Sure. Crushower. I don't know. It's Crusher. Void pissed me off because she's basically just a human portal gun. Yeah. That's it. What a great power. It's a very good power. And it's one you don't see very often. Outside of, you know, the Portal video game. (laughs) You see it a lot in that. Exclusively. Exclusively. (laughs) It's the only power. Yeah. Elastigirl tells Evelyn that she's nervous about Screenslaver still being out there, and Evelyn's like, oh, we'll make a tracking device for the next time he hijacks the airwaves. Evelyn's the sister. She's the smarty pants. She's the smart one, and Winston's the guy who can sell. 
Bob brings the kids to a restaurant that Tony works at to Violet's embarrassment. Yep, doesn't go well. Nope. The news interviews Elastigirl again about her rescue of the ambassador when Screenslaver takes over the broadcast again, monologuing while Elastigirl tracks him down via the tracker that Evelyn made. She sneaks through his apartment slash secret hideout slash lair, finding all the evidence laid out before her. He shows up and they fight. Uh, yeah, you could have fooled me and said this is part of Into the Spider-Verse at this point. It was it crazy. really touched on it, that type of animation. Like, oh, yeah. It wasn't. It looked like it was in twos, for what it's worth. Well, yeah, because well, the the strobe lights, yeah, and the which exactly started a whole thing on its own with this movie. Yeah, this movie had issues with uh, epilepsy. Yeah, and yeah, and and warnings, a, and yeah, they had to recut this thing, this part of it at least. Yeah, to make it, I, I wouldn't know what it actually looks like. I imagine it's more flat and just nothing really happening there. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure, but it passed the was it the Harding test is what I read. And that's what it's called. That's like this is a okay. Sure, epilepsy. Okay. I have no idea what it actually looked like, but that's kind of neat that they went back in and said, like, and, yeah. you and know what? Maybe that's why it looks a little we, more Spider-Verse. Yeah, we did Since they it up a little. Opportunity to go back in and recut it. Sure. It's like, <laughs> that movie's popular? Done and done. She wins again. There's an explosion and a human parachute again and all that jazz. The man behind the mask acts confused about what's happening as the police carry him away. He says, I'm just a pizza guy. And in the background, we have the pizza truck. Yeah, he's the, uh, the, pizza, the planet. pizza planet truck. Yeah, there you go. There's there it your is. Name. Wink. Ding! <laughs> Dash needs help with his math homework again. Now they're doing fractions and demisels. Yeah, Dash is a fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's Incredibile is on TV, bought at auction by some billionaire. Bob thought the car was destroyed, but he still had the remote control for it. That's, That's interesting. Not, it's not important now, but it will be later. It will be. It's foreshadowing in the heaviest yeah. handed sense. <laughs> Big time. Jack-Jack teleports into Violet's room and chases her around as that monster thing he turns into. Dash and Violet are now aware of Jack-Jack's powers. Yeah, everyone's in except the mama. Everyone knows except, except mom. Except not the mama. And, uh, and Bob's in rough shape. Yeah, he's not sleeping. He's not no, shaving. He's, he's, he's not doing that five much shadow. at all. Yeah. So Violet calls Frozone. As you do. Frozone and Bob try to calm Jack-Jack down with cookies. Samuel Jackson and Frozone are sitting on the couch saying, reading Go the Fuck to Sleep. Basically. Pretty much. Yeah, but Jack-Jack's got a lot of energy and a lot of powers, and he keeps disappearing but they can lure him out with cookies. But once the cookies are gone, he turns back into that monstery thing. So Bob, fed up, brings him to Edna out of desperation. As you do, I guess. Seems like a way to shoehorn Edna into this thing. Yeah. She has no interest in watching the baby until he starts demonstrating all of his powers. And then she's like, oh yeah, leave him here. Bob goes back to the house, collapses on the sofa, and apologizes to Violet about Tony's memory being wiped. Violet forgives him, but he's already fast asleep. The Devers are throwing a party, celebrating Elastigirl's capture of Screenslaver. Winston announces that thanks to Elastigirl's efforts and the support of the ambassador, supers will be legal again. They'll sign the agreement on a super yacht and it'll be televised to the world. Sure. I want to ask you a question. Sure. What are you thinking about this movie so far? I really think Winston's behind it. I did too. And over and over and over again, like, I kept oh. writing, please don't let Winston be screens later. Right. I was please like, don't. I was like, this yeah. is all so convenient that he keep, everything keeps getting set up and the pins are getting set up. Elastigirl's knocking them down. Everything's going perfectly to plan. Winston's definitely behind this. Yeah, and um, my last note that I had just before this was, please, 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 please don't let Winston be Screenslaver, dot, 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 or the sister. Oh. <laughs> Elastigirl feels like it's all going way too easy, so she sneaks away to the control room to watch the footage captured from her super suit during the fight with Screenslaver when Evelyn comes in to talk to her. Hey, how about that movie? Yeah, the girl whose name the whole movie has been Evelyn Dever. Evil Endeavor. Oh, I didn't even catch that part of it. But he's the bad guy. 
Yeah, I, we still got like an hour left of this movie. Yeah. This is so odd and forced, and I didn't care for this one. It just seemed too obvious. There's not enough characters in this movie. Right, to, for it yeah. to be like, oh, look, it's a, this other random person who showed up. Elastigirl quickly realizes that the person who was arrested was not the real screen slaver, just in time for Evelyn to slap a pair of those goggles on yeah, her. Yeah, goggled her up. Now she's all mind-controlled and whatnot. Uh-oh. I wonder what's going to have to happen here. Who's, who's even capable of getting there? Oh, boy. Hmm. It's got to be hmm. the members of her family, maybe? Uh, at least one of them. We'll see. Yeah. Bob, finally rested, goes to pick up Jack-Jack from Edna. Jack-Jack's got a brand new suit, because of course he does. He was left with Edna. She shows off all of Jack-Jack's powers and how the suit anticipates them. I kind of like that. That's pretty neat. Because obviously you can't control the powers and right. whatnot, but if you know that they're coming, then you might be able to at least have a chance with them. Yeah. But then it turns out that they can't control them to some extent, because, you know, he goes back home and he's like, laser beam, laser beam. and Oh, he's screwing around with it. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's a guy. I get it. Naturally. Your kid's got laser eyes. You're going to shoot it around the yard. A hundred percent. Elastigirl awakes in a temperature-controlled room, strapped to a chair. She can't stretch without risking damaging herself because we have to have a scene where she stops being mind controlled so Evelyn can tell her the whole evil plot. Naturally, only to get mind controlled again. Again instantly. after. Right. Basically, she's going to use Elastigirl to make sure supers are illegal forever. And her brother Winston is none the wiser. No, because he is such a fanboy. Big time. He is Brian He's Marvel status here. <laughs> Guilty <laughs> as charged. Bob gets a frantic call from Evelyn that Elastigirl's in trouble and he needs to get to DevTech immediately. So he leaves. Immediately. He calls Frozone and says, hey, come over and watch the kids. I gotta go do something. And the kids are like, wait a minute, why did he leave so quick? And they go to open the front door, and here's all those other superheroes from earlier. Yep, all the randos. With neat goggles on. Yeah, they're all mind-controlled. They're all mind-controlled up. Frozone shows up, and a brawl breaks out between the new supers and the Incredit kids in Frozone. Dash summons the Incredibile. It came back. And escapes with Violet and Jack-Jack, but Frozone is captured and fitted with a pair of those screen slaver goggles. Yep, so now we got uh, our two adult heroes in this movie. They were all goggled up. Yep. And the kids are on their own, so naturally, what are they going to do? Well, first, Bob is going to go try to save. Oh, that's right. This Bob. movie has so much happening. Oh, yeah. It just, uh, it's too much. Bob's going to go try to save Helen, and they immediately break into a fight, because obviously she's all goggled up. Well, it was a fight until she until she started she making a wet one on him. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I'm into this." You start, you beat me up a little bit, and then give me a little. Okay, right. And this, then this is better than me sad jerking off in the shower. <laughs> and then he gets slapped with a pair of the goggles too. Now it's up to the kids. Yeah, and uh, they're gonna show up. They show up to DevTech as the yacht's pulling out, but luckily the Incredibile has a button for boat mode. That's lucky. So they they boat on out to the other boat, and then they eject her seat onto the boat. Now they're gonna go find mom and pop. Right, but of course Jack-Jack gets away. There's a whole thing where they have to find Jack-Jack again while yeah. avoiding the other mind-controlled supers. Yeah, they're fighting. Uh, Violet fights Void at one point, knocks her out, doesn't yeah. take the goggles off, even though she knows the goggles are behind it. That didn't make any sense to me at did all. She, did she know the goggles were behind it? Uh, at this point, yeah, because she saw the goggle people show up at her house, and they saw Frozone right, get goggles. Right, they saw Frozone get goggles. So they, and they were exactly to, what's up. They were trying to goggle her, too. Violet sucks. Yeah, she should have taken those goggles mm -hmm. off. Mm, ooh. The signing ceremony goes live, but Evelyn has control of all the supers. They tell the world that they don't serve the people anymore, only themselves, and the feed goes dead. Ooh. Ominous. Yeah, right? The mind control supers steer the yacht toward the city and break all the controlling mechanisms so it can't be stopped. I bet it could still be stopped. There's a big old boat headed for the city. Who knows? Whoa. There's a boat. It's going <laughs> to crash into a dock, probably. And... Uh, probably. Ah. It's like, oh, that first street's that's your... it's in trouble. The your... second one? 
Probably not. Probably fine. Probably all right. That, that's Evelyn's <laughs> evil plot. At that moment, the kids arrive at the control room. Jack-Jack goes to his mother and removes her goggles with telekinesis. Doesn't he have to look it up in the dictionary? <laughs> Those chronicle idiots. Elastigirl frees Mr. Incredible and Frozone from their mind control goggles. Yeah, it was real easy to do. Yeah, it was just like, whoop, done. They don't seem... Uh... Yoink. <laughs> they don't seem all that hard to get off the faces. No. You'd think there'd be some sort of locking mechanism anything. or something. Anything at all. Nothing. Anything. The other supers show up and they all fight again. The family in Frozone degoggle the supers one by one. So now they're all on one big happy team. Sure. But the yacht is still barreling toward the city, which is a threat somehow. <laughs> yes. Evelyn takes Winston and tries to escape on the attached jet because all yachts have a jet. But Winston is like, no, I'm staying here. So Elastigirl goes after Evelyn and Mr. Incredible goes for the engine room. But the engine room gets blocked off by the crusher guy. Sure. He's still goggled, and then he's not goggled, and this movie just keeps keeps going. going. And then he, he doesn't know how to uncrush. He only knows how to crush. Sure. So I they can can't get to the engine room. Right. With the help of Void, Elastigirl catches up to Evelyn's jet. Yeah, they got to they gotta beat him up on that jet. She gets there portal style. Yeah, and then in that jet, oxygen starts to go out, so Evelyn's all like, hey, I got a mask, and you don't. So yeah, now you're going to go all goofy. Elastigirl's getting all woozy and goofy. Yeah. Dash and Frozone and Mr. Incredible are working together to get the yacht to turn away from the city, because that's all you need. Just make it turn. They also did it. They Yep. <laughs> they succeeded. Elastigirl gets a flare gun and blows up the jet, and then once again, human parachutes Evelyn to safety. Sure. She's only got one move, it seems like. It's human uh, parachutes. She a lot, and it seems to work all the time. The yacht safely stops. Evelyn is arrested. The agreement is signed. Supers are legal again. Yay! And that's... Mostly the movie, but then Violet reintroduces herself to Tony. They have a movie date. The whole family drops him off, but then a chase breaks out with the police, and sure, they drop Tony off with money for the tickets and the popcorn, and Violet's like, I'll be back before the previews are over. She gets back in the car. The family speeds off, put on their superhero mask, and the car turns into the new and improved Incredibile. Yep. See you in another 14 years. Yep. <laughs> see you in another decade and a half. This movie's packed. It's, it's got a, a lot going yep, on. It's the longest Pixar movie at an hour 58. Yep. And it feels an hour 58, because- there's so yeah. much. This movie doesn't give you a chance to breathe. No, it just keeps hitting you. Bam, bam, bam. Then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. By the end of it, you feel like Bob watching the kids. You really do. It's, like, oh, it's almost overwhelming. Can I rest now? I, I, don't know. I was checking my watch about three quarters of the way and like, when is this thing really? over? Yeah, it just wouldn't stop. Yeah. I mean, I like the movie. Don't get yeah, me wrong. It just, but it just, it's a lot to take in. It doesn't end. No. You have any different feelings on it now that? You've seen it. You've talked about it. That's more importantly, you've talked about it. Now that I've talked about it, I still like the movie, but it is long, and there's a lot of stuff to digest. A lot of people like this movie. It's a good movie. To the tune of $1.2 billion in the box office worldwide. Yeah. That's That's uh, a big boy number. It almost made all of its money back on opening weekend. Yeah, $200 million movie for an animated movie still blows my mind. That's a lot. That's insane. This thing did $182 million Where does all that go in an animated movie? Craig T. Nelson. Okay. Got to get a big name. Sure, coach. I totally get it. (laughs) (laughs) That's The Incredibles 2. Oh, no, sorry. Incredibles 2. There's a whole kerfuffle online when they released the name of this thing. Because there's no the? Because there's no the. Pixar fanboys were like, no, it should be The Incredibles 2. (laughs) Why? I don't know. Uh, Out of all the things you could fight about. Right? I like that Frozone had a way bigger part in this movie than the first one. Uh, He had a part. Yeah. For sure. He did stuff. He saved the day more times than Mr. Incredible. In this one, he did. (laughs) 
Well, he was Not doing... as many times as yeah. the human parachute. I mean, Elastigirl. Elastigirl. But. It just feels odd, like this whole movie, because it feels like everything is almost forced. How we understand what their powers are. There's a lot of changes. Convenience. There really is. But that to me dumbed it down a little bit, especially since, I mean, this is such an adult movie. Yeah. This script is insanely wordy. Yes. To the point that there are dialogue scenes that sound like they're almost out of like Gilmore Girls or something nuts <laughs> like that. They're going a mile a minute talking yeah. about, yeah. Right. But then the obvious stuff dumbs it down a little bit. It makes me like curious. Why? Brad Bird, why? You're, I mean, you know how to write a script. You're Pixar, so you have a billion other people looking at this thing as it goes through the whole process. Like, right. I just don't understand why they would let this movie rest this obvious. Yeah. Well, he even said that he probably rewrote the scene where they're in bed talking to each other about a thousand times. Sure. And it plays totally fine. I think the beginning of this movie plays super realistically. Yeah. It's oh, great. It's, it's set up great. And it's, you know what it was? It was probably because they had to switch release dates with Toy Story 4. Why did they have to? Is it because Toy Story? Because they yeah. were ahead of schedule slightly, and Toy Story was way behind schedule, so they just swapped their release dates. So do you think with a 14-year gap that this is the best they could have done with this? I'm not sure. I know he was a little bit reluctant to bring it back. He said, I'll bring it back if it's yeah, original. if there's a good idea. Right. Right. He's like, he, he said a whole thing about sequels being cash grabs, and he didn't want to just do it for the money. And he also didn't want to just dive back into a superhero movie because the market is admittedly flooded. Right. right. He that. wanted an original story. Yeah, obviously, his is going to stand out because it's The Incredibles, and this right. came pre-everything. Pre-everything, yeah. I don't know. That idea of originality really stood out to me. Yeah. Well, one of the things he said was, you don't make another one, you're leaving money on the table, but money on the table isn't what gets me up in the morning. Good for him. Yeah. So, But then he went and made a sequel, so... Well, I, I mean... And he said it's that... It's hard not to go out and make a sequel of this thing, because... Right. It's one of the few Pixar movies that was a massive hit that doesn't have a sequel. That's true. And this, I mean, the last two years, all they've really done is put out sequels. Yeah, that's true. But he also said in coming up with this one that he had ideas for a bunch of stuff that just got left on the table to make this story. So there's still a possibility of an Incredibles 3. I, I could see it coming down the line, especially yeah. $1.2 billion in the box office worldwide. Oh, yeah. It makes it's sense huge. why this would come out. It's a, Another one would come out at it's least. It's rare but... for a billion-dollar animated movie. Yeah. So, good for them. Well, I mean, it's Pixar. Right. It's Pixar. That's they, the, they have a pretty good idea what they're doing. That's true. But yeah, it's the, the longest gap between a movie and a sequel in uh, Disney Pixar history. It beats Finding Dory by one year. That was 13-year gap? 13-year gap. Oh, my God. Monsters University was a 12-year gap, and Toy Story 3 was an 11-year gap. So, it's not unprecedented, but still. No. It's still, still amazing a long to me, time. Yeah. You can wait. Speaking of Pixar. Speaking of Pixar. I asked you to come prepared for this one. You sure did. Because we're not going to really get a chance to talk about Pixar. And I know we both love Pixar. No. We're not so going to have a chance to do this again. No. I asked you. Until Incredibles 3 in 10 years. In, yeah. We're going to be <laughs> we're gonna be dead by then. Let's face it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bud. I asked you to put together your list of your top Pixar movies. Yes. My top 21. What site did we even go on for that? I don't remember. We went on the same site. There's some sort of ranking website. Yeah. They also have the MCU on it. They do. You have to pick which movie you'd rather watch. Yeah. And then it kind of builds out the list based on all that stuff. Yeah. And I know all the ones I've never seen got pushed to the bottom. Yep. I have six movies that fell to the bottom because I haven't seen them. One of them is, uh, actually, two of them might be surprising. I'm so curious. How do you want to do this? What? How many have you seen? I have seen 15. Okay. I've seen 20. Okay. Wow. There's only one you haven't seen? I guess that makes sense. You have a child. The one I haven't seen is The Good Dinosaur. Same. 
Good Dinosaur is my number 21 because I have yeah. never even heard of that movie outside of Pixar ranking lists. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what it is still. No, nope, it's like I a little, have no desire to watch it. Little either, caveman, dinosaur, and I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll tell you what my bottom leading up to 15 are. How about that? So Sounds good. We can catch up with each other. At number 20, I have Brave. Yep. I've I have 19. Told you a billion times how much I don't care for that movie. Yeah. Then I have Cars 2 and Cars 3. Yeah, oh. Cars 3 is better. Oh, Cars 3 is definitely better than Cars 2. Yeah. But it is very low. Somehow Toy Story 4 is above those. I haven't seen that one, actually. I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet. So that will be... Toy no, Story 4 I'll leave is, it there, is my number 16. I'll leave it there. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Monster University is my number 16. Okay. Okay. I've seen that. There you go. So let's try to sort this thing out. Let's sort this thing and out. And then yell at each other somewhere. I haven't seen The Good Dinosaur, Cars 2. You went right one to three. One to three. Good for you. Uh, Brave. It's garbage. Don't watch it. Coco. Coco's very good. Toy Story 4. Yeah. And Up. You haven't seen Up. I've never seen Up. That's interesting. Yeah. Up's my number nine. Oh, okay. So it's, I mean, it's high. But yeah. It's, up doesn't yeah. make my top 15 because I haven't seen it. All right. How about we go 15. Okay. And we just go back and forth. And okay. Just kind of work our way to the top here and yell sure. at each other along the way. Let's yell think, at each other along the way. I think we're going to yelling at each other along the way. You're definitely going to get start yelling at me somewhere Soon? middle of the range. Okay. How about you start with 15? Number 15, Finding Dory. I have A Bug's Life. <gasps> how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. It's fine. It's such a good movie. Are it's you kidding? totally fine. Ugh. We're going to I would say it's around 15th best. <laughs> oh. oh. I'm going to argue a little bit higher than that. Number 14, Monsters University. Cars. I recently just watched it, too, and it's long and boring. Cars. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I hear you. I hear you on that. My number 13 is Wally. You motherfucker. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You heard it Why? Here. I don't know. It just didn't hold my interest. Do you need dialogue? No, I don't. I don't. In fact, my favorite episode of BoJack is the one where he's underwater for the whole. Don't episode. you compare BoJack to Wally, you monster? <laughs> well, I think that episode of BoJack is better than Wally. So. Oh, you suck <laughs> so hard. Now, Wally's my number thirteen, and it's gonna get worse, Dave. It's gonna oh my get so much worse. God, I just had to actually scroll up to find my Wally. I'm sure. My number thirteen is Finding Dory. Okay, that's fair. That's my fifteen. I'm curious to see if we'd line up somewhere. We, we might. My number 12 is Cars. My number 12 is Incredibles 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. My Incredibles 2 is higher than The Incredibles. So, my number 11, Finding Nemo. You are an absolute monster of a human being. I guess so. <sighs> my number 11 is The Incredibles. Okay. My number 10 is The Incredibles. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, those are similar. That's fine. Very similar. My number 10 is Coco. Okay. I haven't seen it. So, it's good. My number 9. Oh, God, am I going to flip this table? My number nine is Toy Story 2. Oh, the that restraint. Could've, that could have been worse. The restraint. That could have been worse. <laughs> oh, you. Mm-hmm. Do you just not have a heart? I do. My number nine's up. I said that already. Yes. So. Number eight. Better than Toy Story 2. Cars 3. <laughs> okay. Cars 3 is such a good movie. Fine. My number eight's Toy Story. Okay. All right. My number seven is Incredibles 2. Fine. My number seven is Finding Nemo. Okay. Number six, Monsters, Inc. Number six, Monsters, Inc. We, we did, did it! <laughs> uh, Monsters, Inc. is the sixth best Pixar movie. I completely agree. There it is. Number five, A Bug's Life. That's way too high. No, it's not. My number five is Toy Story 2. Oh, okay. Number four, Inside Out. My number four is Wally. Okay. That Why? movie is gorgeous. On every level, that story is so touching and beautiful. I love that movie so, so much. Okay. 
I might need to watch it again. Yeah, there's one movie that we haven't mentioned yet, and I'm so excited because we're running out of room. Number three, Ratatouille. That's the one. My number three is Toy Story 3. Okay. Okay, that's that, that's fair. Yeah. That makes sense. My number two is Toy Story 3. That's fine. My number two is Inside Out. I think it's one of the best written movies ever. It's a ever very made. good movie. That idea behind it, the way it's written, the way it's structured, everything about it is yeah. so good. It's a, it's a very smart movie. It's Yeah. And it's touching and... Yeah, it's a good movie. Pulled off a magic trick, putting that one together. And my number one is Toy Story. That's totally fine. My number one's Ratatouille. Yeah, I knew that. Brad Bird. Brad Bird. Brad Bird. I'm very excited is... for Soul, too. That I'm very excited for it. But Ratatouille is a totally different monster than Incredibles 2 because it takes its time. Yeah. And it tells the story. It doesn't have to die between a billion different things. And yet it still has kind of three different subplots going on. Between the rat trying to learn how to cook, you got Remy and the girl, and Remy trying to find his own destiny, yada, yada. But you also have the critic at the end. And that speech from the critic at the end. Oh, it's so good. I know how much you love critics. I love critics (laughs) so much. Yeah, it's a very good movie. It's the best movie. Ratatouille is the the best Pixar movie. It's the third best, but yeah. Toy Story is totally fine. I feel like I would have put Toy Story higher if I haven't just watched it a billion times due to child. Yeah, due to child. That'll do it. I haven't watched it lately due to No Child, so. Well, there you go. Yeah. But number eight is still Cars 3. I The best of the Cars movies. don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Definitely the best of the Cars movies. I will not disagree. You have it way lower in the list than Cars. I did, but I still. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it's in such a sequel fashion, you have to watch Cars to appreciate Cars 3. Sure. As you probably should watch any movie <laughs> at the beginning of whatever leading up to However, whatever in a trilogy. You don't have to watch Cars 2 at all. You could skip. It's fully. Uh, That's fine. And I did. And I still love the hell out of Cars. Maybe Cars 2 makes Cars 3 worse. That was less contentious than I thought it was going to be. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, I might be. Yeah, you put Wally way the hell down there. What do you say? It's less contentious. Yeah, 13th. no, I heard you the first time and I heard then too. Yeah, but I felt like you're going to yell at me more. You seemed understanding even, about a lot. I of don't it. even know you. No, because I just want to pretend that we never did that now. Oh, at this okay. Point. Fair. I don't even know you anymore. Yeah, Cars 3 is. Is five above Wally? So, Rotten Tomatoes, one to 100. <laughs> Where do you think this thing lands? Oh, 80. Wrong, 94%. Wow, it's that high? Yeah, audience score is 84 People really love this movie. People really, really love this movie, and it does make an appearance on our top 72. Oh, does it? list on Rotten Tomatoes. With a 94, 15. Number seven on the list. Wow. Yeah, it is sandwiched in there. At number eight is Shazam. Of course. And at number six is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, those those make sense. That's a healthy sandwich. That is that seems high for Incredibles too. Seems high for Shazam. I think back on it, but that's coming know. from me. I don't know. It's very good. I don't think it's eight good in the history of superhero movies. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it's very very good. Go see it. It's terrific. I it love it so much. A great movie. I've rewatched it since. I have a few times. It holds up. It does. It's very good. absolutely. And now it's Christmas time. It's a perfect time for absolutely for Shazam. What a great Christmas movie. We're not doing it. Don't worry. But what a great Christmas movie. (laughs) Want to do some super stuff? Let's do some super stuff. Fire away. Setting. I don't even know what the city is. It's, uh, isn't it like? Municiburg? Municiburg. We saw it on a plate somewhere, but. Yeah. They really don't touch on anything wherever we are. revisit it from the the first movie, no. No. It's it's neat looking. and It's a city. It's definitely the past-ish. Go point two five just to acknowledge that there's a city 0.25. shown. It's uh, it's they, not good. They do a good job of showing that it's like 1964. Sure. With uh, the Johnny Quest on TV and the Outer Limits. Outer Limits. That was very cool. Do I not like adjust your set, which is a great hint at oh yeah, the screenslaver and sure, whatnot. Sure, sure. Smart. Neat. 
but 0.25 for setting. I think that's fair. Yeah. Style and tone. Probably a one. It is 1960s. Yeah. It's very 1960s. They, they crush that. And, yeah. And just the, the way they do these characters, they look so cool. They really do. You think we'd get more excited about a one. Yeah. And we're not. No, but- It just is. Because it's, yeah, it's it's almost a given for this movie. Yeah, I'll go with that. Even if some of the uh, the new supers look kind of lazy. They do. They actually feel a little bit out of time, but. Yeah. I'll, get, I'll still go one. I agree. Hero. It's Elastigirl. It's Elastigirl, which I love that yeah, it's Elastigirl. I'm pretty okay with all and of that. And she crushes it, even if she. She got caught, she, but then she also became the hero again after she got caught, yeah. which is great. Yeah. And she leans pretty heavily on that. Uh, that parachute move. But it's, if it works, I'm it not going to punish her for her one move. I'll go one. One. She's great. I'm not going to go with the rest of the family. I don't care. Villains. They're obvious. It's really they obvious who they are. Are once they are. Yeah. Yeah. And then you think it's Winston for a lot of the movie. You do. Screenslaver itself, I think you, you were right when you said it. Maybe it is a little too modern. Yeah. Doesn't seem all that hard to defeat. With the goggles and stuff, they they come off pretty easily. No, the goggles come off really I'll easily. I'll go point two five. I think that's at, at fair. most, especially because her whole plot ended up being, "I'm going to drive this yacht into the city." <laughs> yes, there's okay. other ways to go about that. I think female characters one one big time one. Elastigirl owns this movie. She's the best. Elastigirl, Violet, Edna, Evelyn, they're all girls. Girls, but they're, they're great. great. Void. Yeah, except for Violet. Violet sucks, but. Not going to punish the movie. Violet she sucks, sucks that, pretty hard. Yeah. Her big arc in this movie is that she's willing to watch the baby at the end because she always doesn't want to watch oh, the baby right. because does she suck. she doesn't she's going to miss the action if she watches Jack Jack. Yeah, and then she's like, "No, I'll, I'll stay with Jack Jack with the baby." Yeah. You're, like, You're right. That that's is... not very heroic. That's family. I get it, but that's not the part of the movie we're at right now. Yeah, and Jack Jack has proven that he can handle his own. Right. I'll still so go one. Right. I'll still, I'll go, still one. go one for all the other female characters with an asterisk. Violet sucks. Story and motivation. It's okay. I kind of want to go 0.5. I like the motivation. Yeah, the motivation, it's a family needing to grow with their powers. Yeah. But also, and it's also, now they all know about their powers and stuff. It's like also, you know, breaking the law to- Do what's right. To do what's right, even though there's a whole fight in the beginning about how should we do that. It was a very interesting movie about where the line is. This movie kind of lives in the gray. Yeah. But it feels like it's trying to make so many points that it doesn't make any of them very well. Right. Never finishes <laughs> at all. Unlike Mr. Incredible's sad cry in the shower. Right. Where he definitely finishes. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's not a kid's movie. It's not a kid's movie. <laughs> in fact, Brad Bird was like, iTunes, reclassify this shit because yeah, there's it's not a splooge a cannon in the shower. Reclassify. Oh, that should have been a deleted scene. Uh, well, they forgot to cut it. <laughs> So motivation, People I are think- People think that's actually in there. And no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> motivation is good. Story is fine. It's fine. It's so straightforward. It's very forced. It's very obvious the whole way through. Fine. You're kind of along for the ride, but then the ride gets really talky at points and you it's a talky, it, You get distracted. The whole it. movie starts monologuing. Yes. It gets caught monologuing. Yeah, dialoguing. Dialoguing, yes. Because the two people talking. Right. But the first movie was- I got the joke. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> so, I think a point seven five. I'm still leaning point five. You're going to give it nothing for story? No, I'm going to give it 0.25 for both. Oh, because I think motivation gets a, f- a full half point. Then I'll go 0.75 if All you right. think so. Music. Michael fucking Giacchino. He's still great. He is a, He is working in this thing, too. Oh, man. I'll go a, one. I want to yeah, go one. I think it's, it's deserved. And middle name to boot. Absolutely. Impact on the genre. 
still kind of a TBD. It is because it just came out last year. Yeah. Um, it was nominated. They're not talking about another one. They have been though. Have they? People keep asking, are you gonna do a third one? Are you do a third one? Do we have to wait fifteen years for another one? And he's like, I don't know. And he gives, I, a, he I gives a sly smile. I can't see him being the type to dive back in right away. No, I think if he does it, it'll be another four years. We might, we might get a Ratatouille two in the middle. For what it's worth, it did a Billy. It it did a Billy. It was nominated for an Oscar. It lost it to Spider Verse, but it was nominated. Point seven five. I think that's fair. I think just because the TBD. Yeah. Parents or teamwork? I got to go teamwork here. I think teamwork makes sense. And they're a hell of a team. They are, but they always even, rage even when against you, themselves. When they don't, you... don't want to be a team because they're always like, oh, we got to watch the kids, but I also need the kids, but also we got to watch the, the kids. The kids are part of the team, though. The kids. Yeah, but then the kids force their way onto the team every single chance they get. That's true. Because they've demonstrated that they can use their powers, and the parents are like, but your kids. I think Bob is fine with it. I think it's Helen that's being overprotective of the kids and saying, no, we're going to handle this. And then the kids show up anyway. They're like, no, we're here to help. And they do it over and over again. They do, and it's beating a dead horse. I feel like at the end of this, though, that she accepts that the kids are part of the team. She absolutely does until the next movie when they're illegal again, and then she doesn't want to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really hoping if there's an Incredibles 3, they finally make the villain an actual powered villain. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be nice to see one hero in this whole universe that's evil. Yeah, or one super fanboy or someone who's good with tech. Right. I'll go 0. 0.75. 0. 0.75 for teamwork. I can't see it getting a one just because it is. Right, because there's still it's all Elastigirl. tension. It's all Elastigirl. It is a lot. Yeah. One-liners. There's a few good ones. There's some good ones in here. Jack-Jack, whenever he doesn't get cookies, turns into a beast. Is that a one-liner? No, but it's a great moment. <laughs> I like it a lot. Oh, uh, oh, gets back to the shower. It's a good one. Is that with uh, Mr. Incredible? Yeah. And it's sad. Right, hate. yeah. Yeah. I'm blanking on any one-liners right, right zero. now, actually. Maybe it's a zero. It, nothing standing up. There's one that's like, fight now, talk later. Oh, that yeah. That's nothing. That, that's but that's nothing. a line. That's dialogue. Okay. Wow. We got a zero. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Well, that's unexpected. Jack-Jack has powers? You it's, have powers! No, that's nothing. I got it wrong. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, It's still going to be a decent score. Incredibles 2 gets a 6.75. That's higher than I thought it would get. Yeah, it's not bad. No, that's totally fine. It didn't feel like we were going that direction with it. Well, I got a one for style and tone, hero, females, and music. So, so all the deserved ones, yeah, for sure. So that's what we thought about this thing. Do you want to find out what the internet has to say? Always. Amazon one-star reviews. Oh, boy. This movie has a 4.3 out of 5. Wow. Good for it. 2,336 reviews. That matches up with the everything earlier that we said about where it was ranked. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, Five-star reviews It is 72%, which is not that high. Yeah. And it's not that high because the one-stars is 11%. Oh, really? You'll see why. From November 12th, 2018. Yet another Disney manipulation of Pixar material that fails on so many fronts. From bad language to pawning off childcare onto children, to over-imagining a functional supersuit and actually making a great visual movie into something we won't watch again. Moreover, making the glaring point for all to see when someone with an agenda manipulate the masses with the media we all lose. <laughs> oh, no. Is it? There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um, sentence structure, for one. That's We should address that first. <laughs> that the public school system has failed this person. Clearly. We should put that out there right away. But we know also that. the mass media. Oh, boy. Oh, them. 
they're gonna. We already know that <laughs> they're just the the worst. Guys. How dare they imagine a functional supersuit? Right? Oh. How dare it? Uh, I don't. I don't quite understand what this person's problem with the movie is, but they sound angry about it. Uh, I'm sure that if they had the time to think it out thoroughly and not just have to hit enter instantly, <laughs> whatever they finish typing, maybe, maybe use punctuation. <laughs> uh, it's important. It is important. From December second, twenty eighteen. I was totally let down. Nothing near the writing or originality of the first movie. My child is even bored with it more than I was. Wish I could get my money back and didn't own it. Yep, should have just done a total Jack-Jack movie we all wanted. LOL. If you have to watch it, get it on sale. Or free? If you have to watch it, get it <laughs> for free? Like, people aren't looking to get the best deal they can on it. That's Correct. why you're on Amazon. I agree. I would want a very just full Jack-Jack movie. It would have been... Awesome. Would have been neat. I don't know. It might have been too much. You're there. right. There's shorts about Jack. Jack. That's enough. They did a short. Do you think that the writing is nowhere near the first one? Because I just thought the writing was so much better than the first one. I don't know if it was so much better. I mean, it was better. For it not claiming to be a kid's movie. Yeah. It. I mean, the dialogue is stellar in this thing. It's boring, but stellar. Yeah. Because I was so confused about the tone that I was like, I, don't, I just don't get it. Yeah, what's happening here? Is this still? Yeah. Yeah, okay. In terms of originality, that's the one that I kind of question a little bit because- it's definitely. I think it's original. I think it is too. I'm just trying to figure out how original mm. compared to the first one. I know sequels are tricky to still be original, right? I mean, they they switch the positions of of Bob and Helen, so it's right away. Yeah, they all have to deal with their own separate things then, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it takes characters you're familiar with and puts them in new situations, which is neat. Seems easy enough to be original then, where you just have a really good idea and then just find a way to do that idea just a little different. Yeah. To make it interesting and build a story around that. That seems easy enough. It seemed completely different from the first one. I like that. From November 4th, 2018, this person bought the digital version. It's oh, important. Okay. I'm leaving a one star rating. I'm reading it like a Karen would. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, I'm leaving a one star rating because this version does not include the bow short. I wanted to see that more than the movie. Very disappointed. Why couldn't they just include the bonus with any digital edition? I have no idea how to get help, even if there <laughs> is any. We watched the movie like usual, <laughs> thinking the short would be at the end. I didn't want to view the bow short on YouTube. I wanted my dollars to support Pixar and the artist. Really? You couldn't just include it? You could have included a banner across the movie image that says, this edition does not include the bow short. <laughs> This edition just, just could you imagine a giant <laughs> banner across the the image on Amazon that this does not include the bow short? It would just be like including an image across I don't know the first Spider Man. We go like this movie does not have Superman, right? Wait, also why would they think it'd be at the end of the movie? It's always the beginning. I don't know. They always. don't know how movies work, and it's on YouTube. <laughs> yes, if but they didn't getting, want to watch it on YouTube. But they're getting the digital edition. What's the difference? I'm not sure. They don't think the money's going to go to Pixar if they watch and the artist. YouTube. Oh, right, and the artist. If they watch it on YouTube, that's, I mean, that's what advertising is for on YouTube. So they get the money. But they wanted the advertising to be better because they wanted a banner. They wanted a banner on Amazon that says, <laughs> this does not include bow. <laughs> oh, people. Oh, boy. They must be very excited now that- They came to the right place. All of the shorts are on Disney+. Plus. They must be thrilled. <laughs> From January 10th, 2019. Wish I had a time machine and can go back 10 years. 10? The forced narrative these stories are feeding our children needs to be put in check. Media is very influential when it comes to the impressionable minds. This story is hardly the same flavor as the first Incredibles film. 
So 10 years ago would have been 2009. Yeah. Why are we going back there? Um, because media is evil now. Oh, the great media twist of evil media twist 2009. Right. I forgot about it. Right. God. Oh. It used to be so beneficial. and now, Or no. Wait. Is this problem that media is good or bad? I, I'm very lost here. Uh, not sure yet. Because in the movie, they use the media to yeah. manipulate people. But why 10 so, years? Why are they going 10 years? Why couldn't they just go back two hours so they wanted to see this movie? One of those. Because they want to go back to a time when movies weren't so preachy and I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand these people. Don't try to get in their minds. It's a dangerous place. Uh, but it doesn't. Are they saying that the media isn't manipulative? I think they're saying that there's media and it may or may not be manipulative. For these like, impressionable minds. If they think the media is manipulative, then the message in the movie is correct. Yep. So what's the problem? So villains should be. I don't know. <laughs> or this person should be. I don't, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> From December 22nd, 2018. Titled, Fun. Oh. Had to have it in my collection. The Star's Attraction <laughs> is, is for yeah. Amazon, not the movie. Just wish that Amazon would let them customize video library instead of only offering the date purchase and alphabetical order. It's my favorite. Yeah, he reviewed it. Oh, he's my favorite. <laughs> fun. I couldn't believe it. It wasn't a one-star review. It was a fun-star review. It blows my mind. I've never really finished reading this, ever. Oh. Just letting you know that. Because at the end of it, he says, he wishes that he can have the arranged by the genre, the episode, the number, and the franchise, sure. so that he can group his movies together instead of having a hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. To sort through. I love that. That's wonderful. <laughs> oh, it's been so long. <laughs> From November 27th, 2018, where is John Lasseter? The best producer, director, writer in decades is missing due to PC. Disney, are you missing him now? Keep counting your money. That's all you can do now. Yeah. Oh, no. That really that cut deep. That really did Not- cut deep, especially since John Lasseter is listed as an executive producer on this movie. It was his last movie with Pixar. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. he was fully here for yeah. this entire production. I understand he got in trouble in 2017 and he ended up leaving Pixar mm-hmm. because he was inappropriate to women. Sure. He ended up going Seems to, to be going Skydance. around these days. Yeah, strange, huh? Yeah, John Lasseter is actually uh, pretty behind this as well. Yeah, okay. So, so oh, way to go, PC Disney. Just yeah. count your money. That's it. Oh, that cuts That's deep. That's it. I hate when they talk about me count my money. It hurts my feelings so bad. Uh, they're $1.2 billies. Uh, go buy Sony or something. You... <laughs> <laughs> That's your dream, though. No. That is absolutely your dream. I mean, no, I just want them to buy the rights to Spider-Man. I don't care if they buy all of Sony. Fair. I imagine this person wrote the same review Okay. here. This is from January 9th, 2019, and I'm going to imagine, again, they wrote the last thing. I said, fun concept meets social justice, woman feminism. Sigh. Social justice, woman feminism. Yep. They titled it, She is Woman, Hear Her Roar. So someone's got an itty bitty weenie (laughs) and is uncomfortable with with ladies having any role ever. This movie would have been much better if the man was still the lead. Get the fuck out. Here. It just blows my mind still. How does... It still blows my mind. It doesn't... I don't understand it. I don't either. Why are people so mad about there being a female lead? I have no idea. They even gave a good reason for it. It was like... It was a great reason for it. It was... plot all made sense. Yes. Yes. Oh, people. People, people suck. God, That's what it comes down to. up. From November 13th, 2018... Title, American Film Audience. Oh, okay. Please take at look at the top 40 best-selling DVDs on the charts. 
There are 40 movies that are cartoon, CGI, one-dimensional, insipid, moronic movies that appeal to the film-going masses. That's why they're the top ones. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. Uh, Incredibles 2 is number one. I am dismayed that great movies and great actors are not on the screens nor the charts anymore. It is indicative of the dumbing down of the audiences. It's tragic. Just look at the top best 100 films of all time. And nowhere will one see this junk. <laughs> now, here's the problem with that one. Oh, let me guess. It shows up in the top 100 films of all time. It sure doesn't. Oh, okay. But the top selling DVDs in the United States 2018, yep. number one, it's Greatest Showman. Number two is Jumanji, Welcome to Jungle. Number three is Black Panther. We don't get to The Incredibles until number 10. Incredibles 2. Okay. It's number 10. Number 10. This is the dumbing down of, of cinema. Right. And the top selling films, Blu-ray, VHS, DVD. Sure. Of all time. Okay. One day, guess what number one is? It is Disney. Oh. I was going to say Titanic. No, it is Disney. It's Disney. Titanic is on this list at number five. Oh, Jeebus. The top... One, two, three, four. Top four are Disney. Number six is Disney. Number seven is Disney. Number nine is Disney. Number 10 is Disney. Oh, wow. That's a lot of Disney. Yeah. Is it Frozen? No. It's The Lion King. Oh, okay. With number two being Finding Nemo. It's Pixar. Really? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Fine. It came out in 94. I guess released from the Disney vault. Oh. Beauty and the Beast. Then Titanic. Aladdin. Avatar. Spider-Man 2002. Little Mermaid. Cinderella. Okay. In your top 10. Wow. Of movies of all time sold. That's insane. Right. But this movie is the dumbed down. Yes. Of it all. This is the one. It's, oh, it's 2018 and I'm mad. I'm mad as hell because now people are watching cartoons for once. For what it's worth, they should have been upset about number 13 on this list, Independence Day. That, That's the dumb down. That is upsetting. Oh my God. Frozen is on this list. It's 17 all time. Wow. No, I, this person's off this fucking <laughs> rocker. Yeah, no, oh, it's 2018, I'm mad. Yeah, and I bet I know what they do in their spare time. Is it the same thing as Mr. Incredible? It's not. Oh. It sort of is. <laughs> they jerk off into a different place, and it's called Parents' Ears, because I bet they write for Screen It. Oh, Screen It. On Screen It. Yes. <laughs> it's been so long. This movie did kind of get frowned upon in a lot of spaces. Because so they say damn in hell? It, on screen it is a site, it's reviews for parents, where they put themselves on a pedestal and make themselves judge your execution of yes. all these movies. What, kids should see what they should not see based on whatever the fuck they want. Some of the stuff is nonsense. In this movie, though, there's no inappropriate music, and there is no smoking. So that's oh, good. That's good. That yeah. is good. Good for them. In terms of being mild, there is mild drinking and drugs. They do drink, because uh, Elastigirl and uh, Evelyn... Yeah. They scotch it up. They do. They sure do. There's blood and gross stuff, by the way. It's mild. Blood and gross stuff. Yeah, there's a few jump scenes. That's fine. There's some profanity, some sex and nudity. That's fine. What? The heavy. The heavy stuff. Well, I want to know about the sex and nudity. I have Where no idea that? where it is. Oh, it's the shower scene. It must have been when he's just sitting there. Just, just... <laughs> just angry jerking it. Oh, man. I can't believe they kept it in there. I still can't believe it. It's crazy. The heavy stuff, though, is what we care about here. Yeah. That's the fun stuff. And the heavy stuff here is... Disrespectful and bad attitude. Okay. Yeah, they're breaking the law. Guns and weapons, obviously. Yeah. And imitative behavior. Oh, boy. Because I imitate superpowers all the time. I imitate the sad jerk off. I understand that one (laughs) more than anything. But (laughs) had they cut that, though, where do you think this movie lands? Do you think it's going to get cut somewhere in here? Do you think the imitative behavior is down? Sex and nudity is down. But imitative (laughs) behavior, it's probably only mild then. Maybe. 
what are they meant to be imitating? I have no idea. Just super stuff in general, I think. Okay, sure. So, Brian, our time is getting a little bit tight now because I have an impending child on the way. Yeah, impending child. Yeah. And I asked you to pick a movie, a fun one. Yeah. So we wouldn't have to go watch some random bit of nonsense because we had it penciled in as a- It was supposed go- to be an Ghost Ebert. Rod- yeah, Ghost Roger Ebert type thing. We just under the tide right now. No, because impending babies. Right. What movie did you choose? Next week, we're going to be watching The Mask, starring Jim Carrey. Oh, that is so exciting. <laughs> you took should that one be, right off the list, huh? Should be fun. And yeah, it's almost superhero-y. It's, it's comic a, booky. It's a stretch. Yeah. He does do some weird stretching. I'm so excited. Of his face. And, you know. That's one I was definitely too young to see in theaters. That I saw in theaters. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never saw it in theaters. I'm so. very excited to talk about this one. I, can't I haven't wait. seen it in a while. It's been a long time since I've seen it, too. I hope it holds up. It has to hold up. It has to hold up. Stanley Ipkiss. It has to hold mm, up. Yeah. It's got to be better than The Mask 2, starring Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> Son of Mask. <laughs> oh, right. Whatever it's <laughs> Get called. Get it right. Jamie Kennedy needs the royalties. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so until then, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Cape Podcasters. You can send your comments and questions to capepodcasters at gmail.com. Don't forget to keep listening at the end of every episode for the post credit scene. It's there on every single episode. But I guess we're going to see you next week for The Mask. The Mask. Same pod time. Same pod channel. So, Dave, that's Incredibles 2. What do you think happens after the credits? What I think happens is Jack-Jack is still learning all these powers, and Bob is still learning all Jack-Jack powers and trying to learn how to control it. Yeah. They obviously have the new super suit on Jack-Jack that kind of predicts everything. Mm-hmm. They have the one that puts out the fires and all that stuff with the foam that we see in the movie. Oh, yeah, the blueberry flavored or whatever it was. Right. But the big issue is that they don't know whenever Jack-Jack gets all big baby, yeah. they have no idea how to get him back down to normal size. <laughs> so, what I think I was supposed to credits is they get a knock on the door. Bob answers the door, and it's just Rick Moranis standing there with the shrinking ray. <laughs> and he goes, I heard you got something big you need to make small. <laughs> Brian, what do you think happens? That's very good. Uh, <laughs> I think we go back to the mansion that Winston is allowing the incredible family to stay in. And Elastigirl is making breakfast, and Dash is running around or trying to do his homework or whatever, and Violet is, is taking care of Jack-Jack, but he's being crazy and bopping all around the way Jack-Jack does. Sure. We cut to the bathroom, and it's very steamy, and it's just, it's a weird feeling. You're just panning through the bathroom. The mirror is all fogged up, and there's steam coming from out the top of the shower. <laughs> and as we approach the shower, the ground starts to rumble. And you're like, what's going on in that shower? And then the underminer comes up from under the ground and goes, I'm back. So it's not a sad jerk off. It might have been, but the underminer <laughs> undermined that. <laughs> <laughs>